Blog Talk Radio. Scientific breakthroughs, the unveilings, spiritual revelations, the openings. That's fine. Hijacking the mind. What? Aluminum bonds with intelligence. Rewind the message. Merry Christmas. 13 indigenous immigrants. State of the unison. Addressing nothing. Foundations can ruin. Level to level. Fuck the embezzlement. Tales from the crib. Hitting blood rituals. 50 scores flying over California. Vacation. Flying dragons. Swords and daggers. Lions and tigers. Gotta get my bearings. Or parish. Raw flesh, vampire, vegetarian I'm a malnutrition, chemically imbalanced Ethiopian, in Helen Kush Blue projects get pushed Mold with the bush Standing on the middle line, no defining Swirling dervish, in between space and time Just a fix Tuesday, another news day North, east, west, south, west Not here to confuse the day Just a fuse the way From pain in your back to aches in your knees. Come on down and purchase you some ancestral tea to get rid of all the parasites, toxins, and fleas. Spiritual elevation for cosmic gravitation. So put away the patience, because there's no time to be wasted.
cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, God of the universe. Wow, I didn't know that. Wow, I didn't know that. Tune in or lose, friend. All strategies apply mathematically. The information he drop is real powerful. So get your notepad, it's more than an hour full. Watch your jaw, the crew with watch us talk. Indigenous to the land, wherever we stand. First world order, we bring it at home in the first quarter. Invisible lines don't apply, we cross borders. Silly rabbit, knowledge for gods. No matter where you resign, Lodge, Temple of Mars. So don't fret or proceed with hesitation. Just tune in to Blog Talk to get the information. Peace. Another Tips and Tricks Tuesday on First World Order Radio. I'm your host again for this Tips and Tricks Tuesday on this Tuesday or evening. Here at 7 o'clock, 7 past 7 now. Round the way. Glorious day. Nice out. As usual. Can't complain, ain't gonna complain. Like the week, wanna give thanks. Thanks to those who came before and those who come after. Thanks to First World Order Radio, First World Order Family. Thanks to my Dr. Irene and to Kadir out there. Um, Dr. Irene getting getting a lot better. Give thanks. Um, I also want to ask for uh, if God forgive me, I me gave some misinformation about uh the condition Dr. Eileen last week in the heat of the moment the information was uh, I guess was passed passed down a little uh, a little abruptly or whatnot but I might have got it the wrong way and put it out there a little bit. Um Mr Strew so he did not have a aneurysm or and he did uh, did not have a blood vessel burst. So um, he, had, he, had took, he had taken uh, prior to when I got there, he had taken ten tiny peptic capsules to help relieve the pressure, and didn't it, 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 and it also allowed for that um, blood vessel not to burst. So he didn't have an enemy to give thanks for that. Uh, hey, well, no. Um. Tonight's topic is uh, more the same, only once again. You know, I spoke on this last year, around this time. Easter, Esther, Easter. So, Ishtar, I-S-H-T-A-R. It's going to change, you know, or rearrange it. You know, metaphysical language is the re-transformation, you know, the re-transformation of words. We have a, a differentiation of uh, language from the point of view, from well, from the world view. You know what I'm saying? So, we transform what they've given us as far as where Easter is concerned, how Easter is concerned in, in language terms, as far as uh, and as far as religion. You know, there are three aspects of religion, that being the mythology or the, the information, the myth, the knowledge, Word 
as well as the ritual, the acts that we participate in throughout the cycle of the year within the religion. Then there's the metaphysical side, which basically means it's the the metaphysical side is um, the bridging of the information from from the ritual and the, the myth into what we would call cosmology. Cosmology is the study of order. It pertains to a cosmic principles or cosmic forces that exist within the same realm as what we are participating with on an earthly level, as above, so below. We're going to get into that in a little second here. And, and also, recall that um, religion, as far as uh, the indigenous peoples are concerned, we really don't. We really don't have a religion per se. Our true religion is nature. You know what I'm saying? So the religions that we have now are based on an external deity that relates to uh, some type of human form. Whereas in the past, religion was uh, attuned to nature and how the the psychical, repetitive motion of nature always would bring about a certain type of energy within those those movements. So first thing we're going to do, a little tips and tricks is... uh, First tips and tricks, listen to last year's Easter, Esther, and Ishtar, Easter, Esther, and Easter, Easter, you know, Esther, eggs, essential, (laughs) essential. But uh, one of the things that I was talking about then was Paul's name. And the power of words, the power of name to name something is to have power over it. I uh, I had uh, recommended that if you wanted to create your own like deity, something like a pocket or what they call a blue doll or something, don't necessarily have to have a doll before you have a name, a spiritual name for yourself. That spiritual name is power that you can utilize and access to um, go and do your your biddings when you are not, like, doing it physically. So you have uh, less of a task on your hands, somewhat like multiplicity. This spiritual name is the name that you should sort of, like, put in your vault and lock it up so no one else will notice now. This is your own personal name. You can come up with anything, but you don't recite it to other people. You don't you keep this name as a personal um it, I mean it, it's very valuable to you so it would be your own uh, like personal speaking your own personal title to where you can access that ramp. That opposite, that alternate dimension, and go in there and 
get you know, go through that door, open that ball up whenever you need it. Just go and do what you want to do on the other side and bring it back here or whatnot. Without doing a lot of a lot of physical work. You know, that's part of the great work though. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, developing a spiritual name and using that spiritual name in that sense. Remember, don't, don't don't allow anyone else to know your name. It's yours, your personal name. All right. Also, you can create a whole pantheon of names of deities, like we have a tree of life or whatever, or Kabbalistic, yes, that's pretty much. I mean, the hot material tree of life and in the pretty or the dramatic tree of life. So you can create the nine, have your own names, own attributes, everything, all that. You know what I mean? Do what you do. You know, it's nothing. It's the stone that says one way is the right way. Tonight's um, ships are pertaining to um, processed food, processed junk food. I sent out. I sent out a the lightning package to all the individual way to do ourselves that were at the last melanated conference. I hope that you guys received that. If you would, please let me know and um, you text or send me an email to confirm. Let me know you got that. Remind me, get thanks. I, I know that you received that. Got your email, as well as Tamika. I'm not sure if your brother and his wife, his queen, has received their debt, but there we go. But tonight's here, so like I said, it pertains to um, process food, culture process, not food. Um, if you didn't know, we found about 90% of all money. Hold on. No, I'm not going to take that call now. Okay. Um, I didn't know about 90% of all the money that um spent here in America based on um, junk food, the processed food. And the worst part about that, 60% of it is ultra-processed. All right, so what does that mean? What is ultra-processed food? So half of what the average American eats is food from the convenience store. All right, so we get food from the convenience store or the local gas station at high school. And this ultra-processed food accounts for about 90% of that, of that intake. And that is also contributing to a lot of the sugar consumption in the U.S. as well. On average, 57.9% of the calories people eat come from this ultra-processed food. 29.6% of calories come from unprocessed 
or minerals in processed foods, such as meats, eggs, milk, and pasta. Processed but not ultra-processed foods like um, canned foods or preserved foods, cheese, and cured meats account for 9.4% of calories and 2.9% of calories come from processed culinary ingredients like vegetable oil, table salt, and sugar. Get this, though. Less than 1% of our daily calories come from vegetables. 1%, less than 1%. You know what I'm saying? And one of the major um, dangers of this overconsumption of sugar as well as ultra-processed foods is um, the disease statistics. So the the dangers of eating all this sugar or these processed foods has uh, been well established in America and since uh, the first time in in the history of America or whatnot, since they've been studying this, there have been guidelines that now recommend limited sugar intake 10% of our daily calories. That's all they lose, but that's what they that's what they have now put as well put out there as some type of a decree so that we would limit our our daily calorie intake of sugar 10% due to a lot of younger people getting to um, come in contact with diabetes 1 and 2. Almost, just think about it, almost a trillion dollars each year Spent on treating sugar and junk food related to things from obesity to diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. But a hundred, almost a trillion dollars every year. That's a trillion dollars being wasted because of uh, unsatisfied appetite, also a binging due to emotional, um, due to emotional. Uh, due to uh, some type of emotional mishap that could trigger um, an eating disorder. So this estimated 500,000 cancer cases worldwide, worldwide each year are being are responsible for obesity as well as uh, or are responsible obesity is responsible for estimated 500 million. I mean 500,000 cancer cases a year. For over half a century, nutritional guidelines are focused on cutting saturated fat and cholesterol, and we now know that this was a very serious mistake. As fat became, um, well, as fats were removed from processed fat, sugar content increased and made food, because this made food more palatable, more real to the taste. So sugar is the real culprit of virtually all diseases blamed on dietary fat. So we definitely should watch our sugar intake, and that's talking about any type of sugar, cane sugar, stevia. Well, stevia doesn't increase hypoglycemic. It doesn't have a hypoglycemic effect on the body. 
natural sugars do, such as diabetes, cane sugar as well, these do have a uh, heightening effect on our glycemic bag. So what exactly is a processed food, though? Anything that isn't directly from nature or packaged by God, so to speak. So that means if it ain't coming off the vine, the bush, the tree, or it's not from the earth, remote, like from the earth directly, then it's considered processed. So that's bread, pasta, um, anything in the can or if it's frozen, those are processed foods. And depending on the amount of the adulate, uh, the adulteration or the alteration of the food that it goes through, it could be considered minimal or significant. The ultra-processed foods are at the far end and are significantly altered. Here are a few, these are a few examples of the ultra-processed foods that we I, you know, even now I have in the past, on a continuous basis. Alright, so these are a few examples. Depending on the amount of adoration, um, Oh, yeah, these are a few examples right here. Uh, Brass cereals, pizza, chips, um, salty, sweet, savory snacks. You know, you already know candy bars. They got salt and um, sugar in it. Um, packaged baked goods, those goods in the boxes, you know, saying that we can make microwavable frozen meals, instant soups and sauces and much, much more. Even if it says organic or not, you know, or USDO, I mean USDA, non-GMO, um, and they are still in the box or the practice series or whatever, that's still processed. There's still a lot of ingredients that the body got to figure out how to break it down. That was put together by a man, you know, not by God, not by nature. Uh, so there's an ultra processed food. Ultra-processed foods can be defined as food products containing several ingredients that are not traditionally used in cooking, besides salt, sugar, oils, and fats. They can include artificial flavors, colors, sweeteners, and other additives used to imitate sensorial qualities or imitate the sense, imitate the sense of taking in the qualities of the original um, product or the unprocessed food. These ingredients may also be added to disguise undesirable qualities of the final product. They uh, typically contain preservatives and chemicals that give them an unnatural long life shelf, you know, so they can keep it can stay on the shelf for a long period of time. Also ultra processed foods also contain far more sugar than processed foods. The difference between processed foods and ultra-processed foods in terms of sugar content is quite dramatic. Researchers found that about 2% of the calories in processed foods come from added sugar. 
a definition unprocessed or minimally processed contain none. Ultra processed foods are, on the other hand, they have 21%. They, um, on the other hand, have 21% of their calories, calories from added sugar. Increasing the consumption of ultra processed foods can be an effective way of reducing the excess intake of added sugars in the U.S. Positive note, as it states here, the researchers also found that there were significant differences in how much ultra-processed food people ate. One in five people, about 60 million Americans, actually got more than 70% of their calories from real food. In other words, unprocessed and minimally processed, and only 30% from ultra-processed food. As noted by Time Magazine, 7.5% of the people with the lowest processed food consumption actually made the federal dietary recommendation eating no more than 10% of their daily calories per trips. So people avoid processed foods, it's possible to reach recommended nutritional requirements. So I guess that's that ray of hope right there. So eating a diet consistent of 90% of real food and only 10% of less processed food is a doable goal for most that could make a significant difference in our weight and overall health. So 90%, 90% of real food, 10% of um, 10 or less processed food. And if it is processed, make sure it does have a non-GMO on the label as well as um, USDA and organic. Just be on the safe side. Don't, I mean, don't buy a beef cup and you know, milk your way and get something. If it's going to be processed, you know, like canned vegetables where don't get that Campbell's, you know, get, get the bits of Amy's or something. I'm not sure, you know, but at least uh, if you're going to get a can, canned vegetables or anything out of the frozen food section, make sure you, like I said, you know, USDA, non-GMO, and, um, and um, organic, then that's only 10%. 90% should be real food, uh, cooked if, if possible. You know. Small food, drink it, you know, chew your drink and eat. I mean, uh, yeah, chew your drink and drink your food. We went over that the other way. It was like, you know, chew, chew, uh, your food about 50 some times, you get a lot of phylogenous of the amounts of the food that break down properly by way of those enzymes that are introduced to initiate in the mouth first, then, uh, you know, commence to swallow it and allow it to go to the stomach with those other enzymes. Um, Patellin and pepsin, pepsin are going to be introduced to the food to allow that to break down the protein. Um, foods such as white bread, um, plus white cereal, or highly refined, which is why um, researchers are just swapping them out for whole wheat or pumpkin bread if possible. Now, anything white ain't right. We have an old standing, you know what I'm saying? So it's also equivalent to smoking cigarettes, that type of those types of foods, uh, like um, 
high carb or carb rich food can affect the lungs. Such as food such as potatoes, bagels, bacterias. Those also decrease uh, glycemic index. Is the tips for today be very wise of uh, and observant of what we're putting in like that, like processed foods, especially the um, especially those not called for those uh, processed foods that are highly um, processed, processed foods. You know, those again, those ultra processed foods are um, pickle of pizza, um, junk foods, basically pizza, pasta, bread, cereals. Sodas, chips, salty snacks, packaged goods, microwavable, frozen meals, instant soups and sauces. So remember, ultra processed foods and processed foods are basically foods that were packaged by man, not by nature. We want to eat. We want to. If we want to consume food, which we do on a day-to-day majority of the mass majority of the world, we definitely need to, you know, be very observant and um, have a little discipline within that aspect, and and just put in more more raw food, basically. That's what God intended, or that's what nature intended. That's what we produced as far as being the kid on the external. Produce nature, if nature is produced us, and on a given take relationship, we should access nature and uh, become accustomed to uh, just being according and live live within that that realm. Properly. Flow with it, be a part of it, and be the flow. You know and that's uh, and then being a part of that flow and being flow, we should also participate with it properly. And that that would be like you know taking it from that stuff like that on a day to day. Yeah, thanks for that information. I just ran across it. I just ran across it a couple of weeks ago, and I, I am because I know I was uh, one of the women putting on a little weight. And I know I, you know, I was eating. I don't know some I had an emotional disorder. I guess again, I'm gonna blame it on that as an excuse, you know. But I started eating a little off my diet a little bit. Even though it was USDA, you know, non-GMO and organic, I was eating cookies and ice cream all the time and things like that from day to day. 
I ain't really gain. I ain't really get overweight, man. But I was putting on weight. But um, yeah, thanks. No, we got over that. Oh, but high fiber diet, but also help and um, also chia seeds, a digestive enzymes. Um, chia seeds are very good because they have fiber berries, have fiber vegetables. Um, a good almond, you know, do your thing with that. Walnut, things like that. It's essential fatty acids, black seed oil, uh, silent feed, husk, uh, beans or vegans in general. Those are very good. High fiber, insoluble as well as soluble. So try to remember to uh, take in whole foods versus uh, empty foods, whole foods. Contain all the natural elements that nature intended for us to have versus the empty foods or the um, denatured food items that we may partake in and put in our body. Driven into the divine soul means we're, we're putting something into the body that is going to either enhance the divine soul or. Uh, Limited to its function. Right. And also, I wanted to mention that we're going to be going on a three day no talking fast starting tomorrow. So, tomorrow, I'm going to stop. Well, I'm not going to speak for three days. That'll be Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. On the last day, I'm going to do a, a water fast or watermelon fast, water, um, as well as the enema. So y'all know that probably the enema is going to cleanse out as the remainder. It's always wise to do that. Do twice and what I tend to do it twice and what, as I mentioned before. So if y'all want to participate with that, that's a three-day no talking fast, reading being. I've done it for I've done it a few times. But on last year, I think I did it for seven days. Might have fell off. Then one of those uh, on one of those days, they had to regroup me. Not even though yeah, I think I took in um did another day. Been there on the day on the following week. But at any rate, y'all want to join me? It's a good thing because you what's going on by not speaking you regain certain energies. You know, whatever we do, we don't matter what we're doing, walking, talking, crying, laughing. Uh, it exerts energy. So sometimes it's not really necessary to uh, do a lot of talking. Well, a lot of people don't know that, but um, but it does. Um, it, when it's, when it's uh, time for, you know, time and place for everything, then, yeah, get it in you know, I'm a, I like to talk. Sometimes I like I talk to myself. I, I didn't go say I like to talk, but you know, sometimes you know it, it's good to be able to give information to to uh, those that are seeking it. You know, 
that is a passion of mine to bring that information. It's not about talking and just hearing myself speak. It's the sense of the, the quality of um, the other individual being, other other individual groups are being there and appreciating that information and also seeing the light turn on and then like it turns on to me the first time I heard it in some way. You know, and I get thanked, you know. Yeah, still um sometimes we may not need to always have uh have the words. Have, well, you know, sometimes we don't always necessarily have to talk or in that sense. Like I said, it is uh it is energy being used. So, you know, sometimes throughout the year, you know, pick a day or two where we can sit in silence and meditate, you know, gather your thoughts, then relocate those thoughts outside of the words of the view of the world, and um, then we transform those words or whatnot into your own reality, build off of that. So, yeah, I'm going to go into a three-day fast, a no-talking fast on Friday. Return some of that energy going through a transition into a spring now. So, you know, jumping out of the winter into the spring, the spring now is running to, to the vernal equinox now to where we are. It's a good thing to settle your thoughts and just gather your that energy from the previous few months to see what the fruition is, temperature, what we have breasted without really being too aggressive with our thoughts. Okay, so, yeah, you know, join in if you want. All right. So today's topic again, like I said, is Easter, Ishtar, or Easter, um, Esther, Easter. Easter. Esther, Ether, Essen, Eggs, Egg of Creation, Egg. So, let's look at that word, Easter, 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 or Easter, 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 Throne of Light. And I guess also Happy Easter is in order, right? Happy Easter. Yeah, all right. But Happy Easter, Happy, one sons of Haru, and four sons of Haru, but Happy means it's another, another name for now, River and Sir, um, or Astar, Astara, Great Storm, Happy Water. Water is a great star. That's basically sunlight. 
one of the main aspects of Easter is fertility. Um, and uh, the earth is fertile or fertilized or made uh, impregnated by sunlight directly. Sunlight, Easter is great. So I, I start. Happy Easter is the great water, or the water of the great star comes down within spring and impregnates the planet Earth, the immaculate conceptions of the state. And then we have the fruition, or we have cultivation. The spring where the crops or the vegetation, the life begins to bud and sprout forth. We also deal with um, fertility. The fertility is um, based on the deities of the ancient of ancient pantheons, such as Egypt, Greece, um, we have uh, Hetzeru, Hathor, Chemich. Hetzeru means the house light, and that is where one, where one would just take the creation or the manifestation. House of light being located in the lower abdomen region, sacrum region. And what we know is the sacred beetle, the sacred beetle would, uh, or the dung beetle, would grab a ball of dung and push it down in a hole. And then after a few days, the, the beetle would have a baby come out the hole. Uh, the dung beetle would push that ball to represent the egg, what the egg creates it. Um, you know, what does the eggs and rabbits have to do with Easter in the first place, right? It's like we um, we have a particular type of system in America. It's really based on ancient, um, ancient cults or ancient rites in different mystery systems as well as spiritual systems, but they're based on natural representations that were particularly pertaining to a cosmological reflection. And remember, cosmology is the study of order, of principles and forces that are in conjunction on the higher plane and the lower plane or as opposed to below. So we participate with certain dates and planetary levels that coincide with um, different aspects of cyclical movements in the cosmos. Winter, you know, spring, summer, and uh, autumn, as well as other aspects but remember Easter is never on a fixed date. That's why that's how you also know it's a ritual. Easter is always going to be the first Sunday 
following the first full moon after the vernal equinox, spring equinox. So we had the spring equinox um, last week that was on Saturday, and then the full moon, if I'm not mistaken, was on that Sunday, and then the following Sunday was was Easter, or yesterday was uh, two days ago was Easter. Now some it always falls it always falls in between um it's going to be like the thirtieth of um, March all the way up to the twenty fifth, something like that of April that we'll have uh Easter. It won't be on a fixed date per se. Like Christmas, you know what I'm saying? Christmas is always the twenty fifth. Easter won't won't follow won't follow on a fixed date. It's more like, like um, why eggs and rabbits, you know, eggs are representative of new life, you know, so when Easter does uh, spring, it uh, brings about new life, you know, and uh, winter is representative of death, so that's, um, that could also be the hidden light, you know, that death, remember in winter we're dealing with kidney, kidney energy. So kidney energy is water, also I said, or the sea, but it's also um, the essence. The essence being the hidden light, and that essence is also to be represented of melanin, that hidden light. You know, so for mer meaning mer meaning great sea and mean ladies of great ladies, the, sea, the queen of the great sea. Then you have um going to spring. Spring energy is um or spring organ system is the liver. The liver is holding blood, so storing blood, and that could be represented by Seem like blood, physical reality, and the deity of uh, the liver is my eye, and that's seeing light or order. You know, so um, from the hidden light to the seen light, that is also representative of so resurrection is is spring, and death is winter. All right, so it also you gotta look back. You look back at uh, November, the Last Supper. Last Supper is when um, they say Osiris or whatnot was um, was mastered or assassinated by Satan's conspirators, co-conspirators against um, the king. And then he was uh, buried and whatnot in the Great Sea or the Nile. But that is a uh, representative of Frank McPhee. And then watching it, you know, go through the cycle of death and then into resurrection. It was planted in the in hidden or planted in the ground or whatnot. Then he comes back into life or light within a three-month to six-month period, 
from autumn to spring. Also, you know, we got the teeter bunny rabbit thing going on in the Easter egg. So that what does that really uh, signify? Whatever. You know, back in the day, we had uh, different customs, being different um, systems of thought. So, you know, some of them that encourage us, some are, they um, utilize eggs, some of them light, they would paint them, hang them around doors and whatnot. And, um, you know, so they would use that, use those eggs to me that symbolize the new creation or new life. The eggs also uh, was also the emblem of the germinating life of early spring. <laughs> and you also remember we called it Peru. The symbol, well, the head symbol is the rabbit as well. Rabbit is also a symbol of fertility. And um, the egg is a symbol of new life. But the rabbit has, well, has, uh, it propagates an enormous amount of seed for offspring. It's of a, a not a little bunny. And the occult meaning of Mr. Gig of Astarte or Ishtar, they also had the reference to um, the art, time of the flood. So, with that, with training to is how the human race is set up in the art or in the egg. So, floated on the waters of the universe, the whole of the earth was inside of this egg, the egg creation. So, the water of the universe or the universal sea is representative of that melanin again, birth, bio. That's um, merge, mean, or melanin. The lady of the great sea, or the black queen, one queen. And that egg, the egg creation, is representative of particles. As we um, have mentioned before, Mim Ali Bloom. Mem being assessed um, for dark matter, that, that's also equivalent to the waveform, at least that's a sphere, dark energy, and that uh, can be equated to the infinite field or the quantum field, and then Haru or Mem, that's Haru, that, that can be equated to the particles, that is light or physical reality, the atoms. So, um, dark energy, dark matter, and particles. 
that uh, that particle is could be is representative of the egg. As you know, there are two birthdays uh, assigned to so called Jesus of the Christian faith. Uh, the first one that we normally uh, participate with as the birthday is the winter solstice. The other one is the burnout. That's when actually the winter solstice is the 25th, and the other one is how uh, latter is the uh, equinox. Um, these are the devil haroon, the devil light, haroon, two light, two devil light, haroon, and light. So, um, the part says that I said, verse haroon, the child of the time of the winter solstice. And that this festival of the second or the adult moon follows the vernal equinox. So, therefore, the winter solstice, the winter solstice, solstice means field and spring equinox, equinox means uh, equal day and night assigned to the one birthday of Yeshua of Jesus by the forefathers of uh, what we call the Christian church. Which naturally applies to the two rules or the four aspects of the God Shimon. As a hold on. Also we have an expression that we say if uh, if someone passes over or passes away, we call it, you know, they pass on. When they transition, we call it, uh, say they pass, pass away. The ancient ancestors said they passed over one life to another. And this is uh, the coming of spring is resurrected in the death of women to the new life of spring. But this is also why in Christianity they celebrate the resurrection with sunrise service at Easter. You celebrating the same transition as the Passover. That sunrise service at Easter um, Commemorate the sun becoming more prevalent in spring. So that means more activity. Um, so we're dealing with liver and heart and blood. The liver stores blood again. That's my so my oxalu. And that's the order of light, the balance of light. Passover metaphysically symbolizes. If the mind is set on high things, on the high understanding, overstanding, that the enduring life is spiritual, both within and without, then the germ or the, the particle is saved from destruction. 
when it is retained in the organism, it goes through a regenerating process. It's multiplied, and regenerating process is applied, and eventually it strengthens the whole man. That's the whole message, the hologram. You know, the hologram requires what? Light, right? So that's blood. Remember where that blood is stored within our uh, semen of men as well as in one of opiates. So the more that man uh, embarks on uh, animalistic type of life where one exchanges that blood or discharges that blood or that it will be a generation in place of a regenerating process. But as it goes through a regenerating process, it multiplies and and then when it is applied effectively, it eventually strengthens the whole man. In every change of consciousness on the physical plane, there is a breaking down of cells and the building up of other cells, and the building up of other cells that take their place. When we let go of the animal life and hold up the spiritual life by giving up consciousness and passing over the process, which takes place when the old cells are replaced by the new, this refers to the complete surrender of the human life after it has been purified by the fires of regeneration. Bible represents positive affirmative state of mind as opposed to the negative or watery state, meaning the emotional state. Let's not get twisted, though. The watery state is not negative. The, what we're speaking on here is the, the um, negative um, relation to one who is um, abruptly or and it tends to be sometimes controlled by emotion. If we go back to the speaking of this fire, I had a dream the other day, a couple of dreams. Since my dreams are coming are coming back, I had lost them for a minute, like a couple of months ago. Other thing, I just might have been had died. I was what what I was eating for a minute. Like I said, I was eating a little weird for a minute, and um. Even at the wrong time of the day, too, as well. I'll be clock, nine o'clock sometimes. I'll be up two in the morning. And, you know, our body might be woke with, you know, spirit or the intelligence within that, you know, act, you know, actually keeping everything together will be knocked out. You know, I'm trying, my body trying to tell me to stay up, but, you know, being stuck in it, my ego, you know, whatever you want to call it. Keep me up and moving. I get things that uh, didn't go through too much. I had a little issue the other day, uh, I think Friday, and it was all we went to the mountains, got some of that fresh air up there, did some cheese guns, and just relaxed. Came back, I was good, jumping around and stuff now. So I'm good. Thanks for those modalities because it, pur- it helped purge out that. Uh, Whatever was going on, I'm trying to tell you, I couldn't move. And that's another reason that I decided to do a talk with Pastor. I didn't talk that whole day on Friday. Well, not the whole day, the majority of the day. Rested, just sat, and I uh, didn't eat. You know, didn't want to eat. It was really effective. You know, I, I felt like I was going to transition myself because it was a little funny. But I get thanks, you know what I'm saying? Um. But like I said, I, I had a couple of dreams. One of them, I was in the kitchen, 
at one of the old houses that I stayed in back in the day, in the 70s and 80s. I don't know, I remember. And um, it was in the kitchen, me and my sister was in some hot cooking. They wanted me to empty the grease, and when I picked the, the pan up, uh, as soon as I said it's grease hot, I spilled the grease all over the floor, but it fell through the cracks of the vent or something. went down into the woods. I don't know how we seen I seen all that, but then I knew it was on fire. The smoke came up and we looked for a fire extinguisher, found a couple of them and spraying and everything. But then, you know, then I woke up or something like that in that dream. But um, speaking on fire in the house, well, you know, house, we was in the house in the kitchen. The heart represents the kitchen. You know, like in Feng Shui, the heart, that's the room, the kitchen, center. You know what I'm saying? So um, the house has the room. That's the vehicle as well, though, but it has the room. That's the house of light. The house of light or the house of fire, right? So then it hits the flow. That's the base. The fire hitting the floor of the base. Now, to the base chakra, the root chakra, the fire, and the smoke was rising up. You know what I'm saying? So, you spilled out that pan. Pan, that's the earth, you know, pan, yeah. All right, so, you um, great earth. And so, I was like, is it hot? Next thing you know, yeah, it's hot. And it burned through the floor. Or came up. So what the answer is trying to tell me, I guess, was because uh, of property, I had nothing to do with the answer trying to tell me that the energy is coming up properly, I guess, or just saying that. I don't know what trying to tell me that, but you know how you go into that sleep state or the subconscious realm where all the answers reside through the ancestors, you know, by way of that arc star and I asked the traveler to I, but the uh, dream that I had prior to that, the day before while I was in the mountains, um, it was the same night that I, I decided not to move too much and speak too much and everything. And I had no energy or nothing. So I, I was in the dream, the dream state. I was uh, at my mom's house, and I had on a T-shirt that had the family on it. You know, it was an old T-shirt that my dad used to have, and it had the whole family with the children on it, things gift. I had my cousins and my grandma, everybody, uncles, and everybody, my mom's daughter on the T-shirt. And we were all, the children were young then, but we were all sitting on the, at the table or at the round table eating Thanksgiving. So the reason the dream was particularly strange, not really strange, but I had a T-shirt on, and I was about to walk up the steps right here to at my mom's house, and I looked up with my dad. He said, uh, look at the T-shirt, and he said, where did you find that T-shirt at? And I looked at him, and I was like, I don't know, I just went to go in the room. Then he walked away, went to the bedroom, laid down. I'm thinking, I'm like, well, hold on. My pop's going. So he passed away. He already changed this. What are you doing? I'm thinking, I'm still in the real world. You know how it is in dreams sometimes. So I went and followed him in the bedroom, and he laying down on the bed. And I said, is he, is he breathing? What did they do? And so I looked in the chest, he's breathing. He had a newspaper on his chest. And, you know, I'm like, man, what's up? And then I woke up, something like that. All right, so, uh, <laughs> you know, then I came to this woke state, dream state here. But uh, so 
Then I thought about it. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, when uh, when someone when one of your loved ones passed away or that's Jesus or whatever, or being resurrected within the DNA the ancestors, the dog star or whatnot. Um and all that so that energy of my father came through and was like you see that round table that's family, Thanksgiving, you know, you plant a seed, you know what I mean, you get thanks, Thanksgiving, and then that circle represents unity, represents balance, that's my eye, that's, um, you know, that's collective ability to have a, uh, have a um, I guess, you know, a universal uh, type of bond within the structure of family. The family is all, you know, can't exclude nothing in the universal scheme of things. And I, I mean, I know individually we are a universe, but as collective, we are a universe as well. You know, as within, so without, you do need sometimes negate some of the bionics that might our journey, you know. So, uh, what I was getting out the dream, whatever, what the ancestors. Maybe uh, have a, what they have given me as an answer to the question. Well, basically, it was in that that uh, moment of uh, necessity where I need some energy. That was what was given. You know, what I'm saying when I saw my my father on the bed breathing, I was like, "What are you breathing?" But that breath is in, in essence intelligence. Yet I I was like lacking breath, and you know, for food. And what I did though that night. From a, a recommendation of one of my students, like when I friend brother, my brother Shaheed, he uh like wants to do uh, a standing pasta. I was like, man, you right, you know, if I can give it him, that's who uh matters with my brother and my sister. Get thanks, and her her two sons as well. They went up there and we had a nice time. You know, we did good, good vibes and everything. We did. We went to a waterfall up there and did some sheep hunts the next day. But that night, that initially I did the eight cent process was about 11 o'clock. So we went back to bed and I had that thing. And uh, that's when I saw, I saw my pops on the bed breathing. So that's like saying, oh, yeah, you got your breath back. There you go. Let's keep it moving. You know, so get thanks. You know, so that's uh, that, that's that, uh, that fire, you know, representing the positive on that on that side as it moves up and reaches and when it comes in, find the energy, you know, that moves up and it um, turns on the switch of the positive plan and activates that movement, that first movement, that primordial, I mean, that um, what's it called, the uh, primordial mobile. In uh, Easter, though, Easter Ishtar, by the Webster Dictionary, uh, term is uh, the name of a pagan infernal festival that existed um, way before what we call uh, the Christian Easter. 
Caesar is uh, the center of the greater part of the ecclesiastical years. The um, apostolic fathers did not mention it in uh, in the New Testament or the in any way. <clears throat> it is actually an adaptation on the floor of the ancient comedic stream festival. The ancient comedic records indicate that the Egyptian spring festival was existed at least since the old kingdom. The purpose of this festival was and is the renewal of nature in the springtime when life returning once again to the world. Asir represents the cyclical nature of the universe, the principle that makes life come from apparent death. It was that natural ability or that natural cycle of Osir uh, going into the death state and then being identified as winner, sin, then coming back into the resurrected state and being identified as spring, which is believed to have risen from the dead. But Easter is the celebration of the resurrection of Ophir or Haru, the sun. Alright. So hopefully that um would cut the edge.
queen after his uh, queen at that time, Vashti, um, did not come when he had beckoned her. So she didn't move promptly enough. She didn't move fast enough. So he um, summoned all the virgins of that area and allowed them to stay at the harem for these little, like, um, houses where women would stay. They were secluded from the house away from everyone else on the, on, at the castle. And they would stay there and be prepared for the king. So she would live in there, and, you know, one day he finally got to meet her, and he saw that she was the fairest one, the prettiest one, and he was pleased by her and decided to marry So he, he chose her for his queen, and they eventually got married. Her original name in um, Hebraic is Hadassah. Hadassah means myrtle, myrtle beach, but a myrtle is a flower, a type of plant that gives forth, um, it gives forth purplish black berries, a white plant that gives forth purplish black berries. So that has a high value of melanin on that purple and black right there. But that's Esther. And Esther, um, or Ashta, Esther, the name, the origin of Hadassah, like I said, is Hebrew, means fertile. The uh, name Easter should be derived from a medium word, Aster meaning myrtle, but an alternative view uh, that uh, Esther is proto Semitic root Asta, and it may mean star, uh, morning or evening star, equivalent to Venus, which. Um, with the TH into the Eugothic Astarata in the Arabian Astar. Astar, the derivation must then have been secondary um, to to not be to be confused with uh, at least both represented by values in Akkadian, the Ali or Ayan, those A words in Hebrew. And the second concept is from S, but well, that's the, the bright star, not to get too into grammar, too much into grammar. I, for that word, Esther, derived from um, Hebrew, I mean, also from, uh, not Hebrew, but Aramaic, Esther, meaning bright star. or the morning star. And then we um, remember the story on um, 
Nimrod and Semirami. Nimrod is father of Cush. Well, Cush is the father of Nimrod, and um, Nimrod came uh, he was like a great warrior on the earth. But uh, he was mighty hunter. But like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord, the first sinners of the kingdom were Babylon, Eric, Ahab, and Kalnik, Shinar. And from that land, he went to, um, there he went to Assyria, where he built ministry, and Rabunko, Eric, Kalna, and Reza, which is between Nineveh and Kalna. Nimrod was slain by Shem, Noah's son. There to go Ham, dark, black, and we call Kush. Also, um, the other alternative name of Kush is Ethiopia, given by the Greek Ethos, Hope, Ethos, Apos, meaning burnt, Op State, but Etho, Ether, also relates to uh, Easter. Also, Esther, Ether, the etheric body. Remember, the etheric body has two two aspects, two dual aspects, the doubles. So the one aspect of the etheric body is uh, the one-inch covering that is the template or almost the identical of the physical body, the biological body. That that resides one inch out of the body, outside of the body. Then the other um, aspect of the big body is the egg shape that that is emanating out of the body and out of the big double or template that um, resembles the same shape of the physical body. And that shape is in the shape of the egg. It's called the oral, but that's in the shape of the egg. The etheric double or twin. One of the stories has uh, Tammuz and Tammuz being the son of Nimrod. I mean, the son of Nimrod is Timurai. Tammuz means spot of light. In um, in accordance to Akkadian, Sumerian, Nishian, Adalet, but also Tammuz is very similar genetically to Thomas. Thomas meaning twin in Hebrew. Twin is the doppelganger, but twin is also the twin of the human body, the human, or the physical body, the biological body, has that sheep around it, that is a template, it's almost identical to the physical body that resides one inch out of, and that's the double. The doppelganger is the twin. And then the egg is also there. Outside of that, the egg shape um, aspect of the theory 
And that is just not, uh, you know, we're not going to be carried away into the myth. The myths are based on information that ties ritual to the metaphysical side. And remember, I, we don't have a, a natural way of being. It's not, we don't deal with uh, religions in the same um, perspective as uh, what the world views. You know, intelligently speaking, um, when we treat intelligence as um, as direct information, also bridge to indirect information, then we will have a sufficient amount of what's called pattern. And, you know, pattern is information, and information is in right? So therefore, knowledge is power. So when we have the correct amount of well, the correct information or the, the intelligence and the pattern of that intelligence, intelligence is um, sufficient, then what we regain is uh, a complexity of pattern or into intelligence or energy that will not become complacent or confusing. And what I said probably was uh, confusing. So basically what I'm saying is when we have obtained the right amount of information or intelligence and it's properly, you know, digested, you know, whatnot, and we can break it down and assimilate those those properties or the elemental within our intelligence properly, then what we what we obtain from that will become cultivated. And that that's what the cults are were based on. They say cult and then we think automatically, oh, they worshiping the devil or something. Cult, you know, we heard the story but cult ties into culture, that ties into cultivation, so that's top about, uh, again, um, fruition and growth and the pattern of that cyclical, um, those cyclical events of nature or the two, you know. So um, speaking on fruition and, uh, and fertility, it's always like with uh, with these uh like in the ancient Near East, um, where harvesting first arose and the earliest times came to be, um, you know, back in the day, back in the day, it was based on uh, foraging and hunting. It wasn't just based on foraging and hunting, it was also on planting and harvesting crops. So with the great and good Mother Earth as the main provider of sustenance and the sun as the giver of this, of the light, to bring about the sustenance, it was then that fertility rights were developed. You know what I'm saying? These are the basic rights of uh, a civilization, you know, due to agriculture being uh, one of the most important um, properties of, of uh, propagating life and bringing life and keeping life flowing, you know. So they know, they know that, you know, just by watching nature, watching the animals, the animals, they, you know, good 
good fertile food, you know what I'm saying, you know, from the earth, naturally. So they developed rituals um, that had something to do with uh, plowing and seeding and reaping and, you know, getting the first fruits of, of those parts of the season, like spring, you know what I'm saying? So um, we had fertility rights. Speaking on fertility rights, we the other day, I was um, speaking with someone, and we started talking about, uh, well, they started talking about dancing. And um, it was a young man, you know, whatnot. It, it was a good conversation. But I started speaking on, on dancing. I walked in on conversation. And I was, trying, I was doing my man ad at first, but the spirit came in, you know. So what he was saying was um, that um, – because they was watching some something on YouTube, I, I think, or something like that. They were watching some dancing, and a little girl, or a young lady, she was maybe nine years old, and uh, she was dancing, I guess, uh, somewhat uh, in a very, um, in, in his eyes, promiscuous, uh, lustful, distasteful type of way. And she needed. He said that she needed more clothes on, and uh, that uh, he wouldn't allow his. If he had a daughter, he wouldn't allow his daughter to get up and dance like that, and and everything, which makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I could, I can, I can vibe with that somewhat from my own. You know, just coming from. view of uh, holistically speaking and how dance arrived, you know, initially it was, uh, you know, like fertility rights, you had fertility dances, you know, as far as, and it's still to this day, you know, in indigenous groups, they have these fertility rights that where we we would dance and, you know, circles and whatnot, different patterns, and uh, move in a certain way of nature, like, uh, you know, moving the, the spiraling kundalini type of movement, you know, moving the hips, the legs, you know, the, the arms, all the way up, just moving in that pattern. And, it, and to the untrained mind, the untrained eye, this could be a very seductive, lustful type of uh, dance, you know. So I informed them that, you know, when we were in our natural setting, our natural habitat, we had uh, a means and way of speaking to nature and, our, and to each other through dance as well as other means, you know, music and all type of other means of uh, communication. But, you know, like the passes of dance, the woman would, you know, move and gyrate her hips in the pattern of life, you know what I'm saying, and how the DNA would move, you know what I'm saying, or how life is naturally flowing. He was saying it was, uh, you know, the way the nine-year-old was dancing was uh, too seductive. And um, so 
So, I, like I said, I formed that that you know it's one of the most natural ways to express oneself when doing properly and when looked upon it properly is very creative is very and very good for spread you know for a younger generation to have an outlet to express themselves in a way. Especially if it's done in a controlled manner. If the parents are allowing it, it ain't like that parent, that nine-year-old daughter, I mean, that nine-year-old uh, mother and their, their, uh, their, her, her father or whatnot are not selling her consent. You know, I, I wouldn't imagine, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, though. But what, I'm, what I got out of it is that when is complaining those complaints are normally based on their own insecurity that stem from inner weakness. You know what I'm saying? So, for instance, in this situation, maybe the individuated dual self has, has an issue with younger women due to um, not going through the rites of passage as we did, in, you know, the past or whatever, going through those initiation systems where we have learned to grab that monkey and tame the beast within to where when we can view the world properly or the, you know, participate with the world properly without having to react to blind on a lustful or on a, a more dangerous type of um, reaction where it's based on the senses and the arrival of what the memory triggers have only allowed through the personality that's formed through repetition that is um, basically oriented around a lustful eye or uh, a sentient eye. And that's Sahuman. Sahuman has not yet um, became a sure man. Sahu man is, is dealing with, it's almost, it's right there in the realm of will, but that is the physical will or will power, not spiritual will, when one acts the intelligence properly and utilize in this, you know, in this to and fro or whatever throughout this physical domain, the matrix, the grid. So when one is still uh, locked in that prison, that prism, those seven folds, then yeah, it can only it can seem to be seductive because they haven't for one studied self long enough to notice that oh this is this is what we've been doing you know when we had clothes on because in our natural habitat we just by nature because we came in with our skin just like that bird that tree you know the bird ain't complaining about give me a shirt. Good day, my feathers. You know, somebody can see me. That bear ain't said nothing about, you know, about giving me some pants, man. Look at my bear. I'm bare naked. You know what I'm saying? That, so, you know, as humans, we we looked at each other some time ago. I don't know. Somebody somewhere came out the cave or something. And it was like, I'm naked. Maybe put a picture on my groin, on my loin. But that's you know that that's not either here or there. But I'm just saying, so if one is complaining about certain situations, 
it, it may be due to an insecurity or a weakness that they're participating with that may be dormant and they haven't yet resolved. And I know this for a fact because I, I, I'm like that. I might, I may still be like that, like with my children, you know. I see certain things and qualities in myself within them, and I'm like, I don't want them to know how to do less or less of insecurity in me or weakness within myself that I might complain to them about the fix, you know what I'm saying, because I, I got that with you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to read this. This is something I wrote a minute ago called complain or, or commend. All right, so complain or commend. Uh, quite too often we have an emotionally negative way of reacting to any given situation that represents itself internally or externally. These impulsive emotional reactions are normally stimulated by active internal dialogue. That is to say, what we continuously broadcast to ourselves in our mind via thought and word, which in essence bursts the action in daily activities. When the individual is perpetually magnetized to transmit complaints outwardly, it can be determined that this is produced due to certain thoughts, memories, and feelings that serve as placeholders informing their personality. Our personalities are generally molded by external input or what some term as indoctrination, which in actuality means to peek in or to put in. This description is denoted as the worldview personality and has all the elements of deliberate mind control tactics that infuse the unaware subject's conscious as well as subconscious mind with an abundance of socially engineered propaganda-oriented information that is deemed to stir the active participant into an unorganized, stress-producing, fear-enhanced, perverse lifestyle. One's livelihood, whether it be happy or sad, successful or unsuccessful, is solely dependent on their personal reflection towards who they think they are. If this reflection is founded on the public opinion of society and not a natural innate truth called common sense, born within the natural breath and blood of every living person on the planet, then the outward expression of the personality will show as confusion, emotionality, aggression, perversion, anxiety, stagnation, etc., etc. On the other hand, when a person consciously observes his or her thoughts, words, and actions, they discover their center, equilibrium, or inner peace by negating reactions that are fueled by the worldview personality. In turn, utilize common sense proactive measures. These, this outward expression of the personality will show us comprehension, self-control, love, compassion, peace, elevation, and so on. Complaining versus commending, as each complaint is focused on giving power, is focused. Complaining versus commending, as each complaint is focused on giving power for my attention, it destroys the structure of love, truth, peace, spiritualism of Islam, the foundation, the foundational precepts of more science, and the fundamental Kamatian principle of Ma'at. Each complaint is also additional pressure from the stress released into the mental, emotional, as well as the biological body, 
which eventually leads to degenerative results in these three avenues in these three avenues life. Revising the complaint into commendation by allowing oneself an appropriate amount of time to consciously attend to the thought without impulsively reacting on the memory triggered by the worldview personality. Then with one's awareness accepting the thought as being present yet transient and not permanent, thirdly, after reviewing the thought, transform the word it's used to describe the negative complaint into a peaceful, compassionate, and uplifting commendation. For example, if I lost my job, I don't want to jump into the world you react to personality mode. I open the door of resolution by being proactive in my thoughts and words, by communicating positive thoughts, like this job must not be for me. There's something better out there for me, or I've learned a lot by working in this field for this amount of time. In doing so, we will enhance the life-giving spirit, the intelligence, into moving our lives towards greater and place them backwards towards lesser. Give thanks. That's called complain, complain or communion. Something I do together. We're not really do together. Give thanks to the pipe down. If you didn't know, like I mentioned before, I'm, I like to write. I am, uh, uh, you know, someone called a writer, and um, I like to put things together. I'm still piecing some things together right now for a, a little book, a little, 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 little book. So it's going to be together, though, all right. No. Things with that right there was uh, complaining or communion. And I just, I, like I said, I just brought that in due to uh, what we were speaking on, on the fertility rights and how I had a conversation with my brother. We seem to be complaining about something when we, like I said, we slow down our reactive mind. And, you know, some of it is due, I mean, I'm not blaming him, it's not him that was reactive. It's really the world view and the personality that has been molded around the world. You know, our personality is not truly who we are. It's part of it, but it's not a you know, personality or what some um, term the ego. It's, it's important, but it's not the most important uh, aspect of ourself. You know what I'm saying? You know, the personality is is like from zero to 21 we're 14, really. And, but a lot of us are still dealing with that 14-year-old mind state and having grown to a higher sense, to a higher state of, uh, of perceiving ourselves in this reality as something greater than um, what the reality is being upon us and, and so determined to keep us in that mold and that egg and not breaking out of that egg into a new life, you know, so that that was just you know I, I think we should really pay attention to the whole story, the whole message, you know, not just you know saying half the message. That you know that's why the hologram or whatever you want to call it is it's not it's not the whole message right now. It's half truth. You know, so some of the information that we are getting out here today. Is uh, being is, is just called disclosure, as, as we were told back in uh, in the like you know going through that whole situation in 2012 and 
when they were speaking on disclosure and how it was time for um, more of the uh, hidden information to be brought forth to the table. All right, so some of that is being taken. Some of that is taking place now. So, you know, I'm getting some of these things. And what I, what little I get, you know, I'm definitely working y'all with it too. You know what I mean? Get some of that good water and stuff like that. I ain't going to sit down and, and, like, I'm going to hide this. You know, I go see. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to hide it. Y'all got to speak for it. Nah. Go ahead and if you're seeking that, yeah, ain't no reason to hide. I was, I was seeking, you know, for a minute, I was trying to hide to see the they ain't, you know, I had to go knocking on doors. You in there? Oh, there you go. Speaking on the egg again, the, uh, the court meeting of the Miss Egg, as we were saying earlier, um, I had two different sides. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of Easter, we spoke on different aspects of Esther as well. When we got into Tammuz, we can call back in a Tammuz, this ancient dude's name, Neo's name, uh, his government, government name was Thomas Anderson, the Tammuz. Thomas Mead Twin, also Sprout of Life, Thomas Anderson, Ander, meaning man, son, Ander, you know, because uh, you're talking about the Neanderthal, Neo, Neander, and Neanderthal means uh, man, kind of man, Neander. So, Ander, son, Ander, meaning man, man. Thomas, or Sprout of Life, so Son of Man, the Sprout of Life and Son of Man, Son of Man, so called Jesus, or Yeshua, but the Son of Man that is you, that is I, that is us, that is Yeshua, Thomas also twin, so that can be the um, Son of Man, the twin of the Son of Man, Thomas Anderson. Then goes into Neo, we knew, we were talking about the egg, the egg is uh, representative of we present new life, going into spring, so that new life is taking uh, on Osur or Gareb, Gareb is the green one, and uh, I think another name, like going into April 1st, April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day also had another dual meeting, and it was uh, the uh, operation of going into spring as well, where it was called the Green Fool. He was called the Green Fool, the Green One. And the Green One again, yeah, though, talked about fertility and life coming, um, once again, coming back into uh, the arena of, uh, of life, or of life, so that we have uh, vegetation. And the abundance of crops, that's fertility. Yeah. 
a few minutes and then we're connected with the sun worship with the sun worship and also uh, the moon in Hebrew according to Ezekiel um, 814 uh, this being a great admonition um, the outer sense and the intellectual man's worship of the great giver of life light and of life, since man does not comprehend the whole true source of the light and the substance of all that uh, gives both fruition and perfection, man only perceives the outer channel avenue activity, then in turn worships. This gives them the whole of his attention and thought. So, therefore, he does not experience the unchanging, unlimited intelligence as the ever-present source of sustenance of his greatness. Man believes that the blessings of his life, as well as that which gives him, gives them to him, come and go, and that he lacks any type of sufficient in himself to give himself any type of um, substance or substance. This is just by the women who were mourning the departure of the sun in the wintertime when the rays fail to keep, when the rays uh, fail to keep the earth warm in every part, and it stops the vegetation growing. Later, they would express great gladness over the return of in spring. This shows how the spiritually unawakened individuals bound by the outer appearance of things and the uncertainty and lack thereof. He is not sure of the continuation of his health, the supply of, of uh, abundance of vegetation or life, and or any other blessing. And this is then in turn given over to an emotional exchange, and their own nature is expressed by the by the uh, way of life externally, meaning that. We get caught up on external um, trickery, technology, you know, in place of true knowledge, truth. So when we get caught up on, on the things outside and external things, you look at, you know, it's cold outside, oh, you know, go and go outside and get sick. Or, you know, it's too hot outside, we'll go outside and get sick. So we can follow the cycle events properly. We will always have. We uh, keep that. We keep that. Uh, that weight cheek, that protective layer, that protective cheek going, and it won't. We won't become so. Um, we may not have that that uh, um, effect as much. Those you know those splits or those different. Exchanges and transitions within each cycle. 
that but also showing our growth process on a manifestation. You know, sometimes we have a little a little sickness or a little cold in our manifestation. Even you know, when we ain't sick internally is showing the external or whatever, you know. Follow that cycle properly good things um grow as far as our fruition um, out of the non comedy not comedy not here meaning uh wife calm black or dark and mighty um guide so it's the wise black guide all right so the wise black guide or the, the dark black guide I mean the uh, wise dark guide I say guide, you know, because guide and God, I say it sounds similar. If I just say God, God, you know, that's how I say God, guide. So I put that I and put an emphasis on it. So it's the wise, dark guide. All right. Um, the Gospel of Thomas, as we know, Thomas means um, twin, again. It was a, a traditional saying for Jesus. Uh, Thomas was the, uh, the brother of Jesus, twin brother of Jesus, so to speak. Uh, was the father of the Church of the East, particularly of Edessa. Oh, pardon me. And he also traveled to India. This is uh, out of the non-comedy state. Sit right here. It says, Jesus said, now the sword went out a handful of seeds and scattered them. Some fell on the road. The bird came and gathered them up. Others fell on rocks and did not take the root in the soil and did not produce ears. And others fell thorns. The worms ate them. And others fell in the good soil and it produced good fruit. It bore 60 per measure and 120 per measure. When the grains ripened, he came quickly with a sickle in his hand and reaped it. Whoever had ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus saw infants being suckled. He said to his disciples, the infants being suckled are like those who enter the kingdom. They said to him, shall we then as children enter the kingdom? Jesus said to them, you make the two one. We make the outside and the outside like the inside and the above like the below. And when you make the male and the female one, you're the same. So that the male not be male, nor the female. And when you fashion the eyes in place of an eye, and the hand in place of a hand, and the foot in place of a foot, and the likeness in place of a likeness, then when you enter the kingdom. So whether that saying is uh, go up here, and a soul went out to the handful of seeds and scattered them. So fell on the road. The bird came and gathered them up. All right, so fell on the road. Who wrote the spine? Okay, you know, like in Damascus, you had uh, the two female energies, uh, Mary and Mary, Magdalene, sitting on the road, representing Edith and Gala, to uh, sacral nerves. So, but the, um, 
that took a handful of the seeds, the seeds of that energy, that uh, cerebral spinal fluid, scattered them on the road. Bird came, gathered them up. Bird came, gathered them up, took them up on high. There's the wings up there. Others fell on the rock. The rock uh, did not take the root in the soil and did not produce ears. They didn't produce any corn or any type of grain. That rises the unfertile um, base chakra when the energy is not risen properly. Others fell on thorns. They choked the seeds and worms are them. That same still in the lower base reality, the undulating area of uh, Sea of Galilee, you know, we got past sites, but not one within the Testament tract. It chokes the seeds and won't allow the propagation or the uh, correct movement and assimilation of the nutrients to be responsible for it. And then in turn, it won't get to the cells and to be responsible, it won't have ability to take those, take that energy back up to uh, our vision. And the other fell on good soil. More 60 measure and 120 per measure. So that those uh, properties went back up into the area of um, where Oh, yes. Lord. That's the third yarn. I hope I ain't but so then from there, uh, it stays right here. Let it for whoever it has it, let him hear. You know, grab that sickle and hand. when the grain is ripened, he came quickly with the sickle in his hand and reached it. Then it stays something you know, about the infant, and uh, it says, um, when you remake the outside like the inside and above like the below, we can make the male and female one. And then when we can fashion our eyes in place of an eye and the hand in place of a hand and the foot in place of a foot, the life in place of life, then we can do it. So when we take on the new body, the new Jerusalem, we stick, um, which is pertaining to, you know, getting into that light body. Having those disciplines and taking in, um, and, and you know, and accumulating that sheep or whatnot that fine, and putting that light into the cells through the activity of thought, as well as through good food, good people around, good energy, and uh, you know, just discipline one itself in certain patterns that are not particularly same patterns that we've been following that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with uh, the seed and, um, and how how we um, we tend to pay more attention to the external in place of uh, going through the process of uh, passing over or the transition. You know, uh, in training Means basically again, in and within, train, make transition and ease to complete. So it's the complete vision within in training. So when we are in training, we are um, going through the process and function of completing completing the transition within 
and this is the first to complete surrender of the human life um, after it has been purified by those fires of regeneration. So that can be purifying, you know, going through different techniques or whatever to bring about the quality of that energy, obtain, retain, and cultivate, you know what I'm saying, through different meditative or deep breathing exercises, as well as like me and that from my eye or stabilizing the heart to live in truth. That's another reason why, you know, um, the uh, no talking fast is uh, prevalent and very popular. It's very powerful because it's also a practice of uh, that non-emotionality or non-reactive mind. And, um, and it, require, it requires one to stabilize the emotions because you don't want to talk. <laughs> I mean, I, I need a notebook. So when I do need to communicate with someone, I just have my pen and pad right there, and I'll jot it down. Otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm really uh, observant of, of my uh, of what I am communicating mentally, and I notice where I would have reacted with some type of verbalization or some type of uh, reactive community uh, where I would actually, you know, go into a, a correspondence with someone vernacular correspondence, what what we call it, with someone. I call it elevated vernacular correspondence. Yeah, um, I know that, you know, sometimes I might not go into that room, you know what I'm saying? As we mentioned before, you know, we knocking on the door, you know, trying to go to a room to get an answer on the other side, you know, this physical door, whatever, you know, mental door, yet still, what we should reflect on is that the answer is already there on the other side of the door. Sometimes we we just knock and knock and knock and you know, with this question or whatever and we you know, we might get frustrated or somewhat overtaken by emotion. Um, no one comes to the door or whatever, we wanna give up and walk the other way, but yeah, just remember that just because we don't see the answer or the ancestors, our star is always there on the other side of the door. So we had an answer because we already on the other side of the door, too. You know, we're just doing a physical thing. And remember, the physical thing is slow down interpretation. Another good reason, like good, um, Dr. Valentine stated, always you spiritualize everything. Intelligence within everything. See the make, see you know, see those zeros and ones within all life. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, we won't be so caught up on the perpetual uh, physical movement or just dealing with the emotions that are based on, um, you know, sensory perception and false senses of gratification. You know, so when we are caught up on what it tastes like, looks like, smell like, sound like feel like the senses are running the show. The emotions are running the show. So it's like being observant of our, what we're saying, it slows down that reactive mind and that builds up uh, the availability of of cheek or that fire that represents the um, the affirmative state of mind and that energy is accessed and being lift, lifted up properly through the Sushamana. Uh, by way of, um, you know, the Gita and the Gala, 
been going back with our lives without the lotus petals, and we reawaken out of that muddy um, clay or that muddy um, swampy, watery state with chaos. But basically, that's um, that's that that's dark energy, dark matter. You know what I'm saying? That's creation. That if we want to speak on it in that aspect as well. But it's all love. It's not like chaos, like, you know. This is what we're going through now as far as what we're looking at externally because we are, are perpetually, you know, being manipulated by external um, means that are based on fear, not love. So when we are uh, overtaken by what seems to be true or reality given to us by the media and those who are uh, in the seats of power, so to speak, that control uh, what the media is going to deliberately deliver to the masses, then, yeah, you know, they're going to keep fear going as long as we buy into it. Just It's the same as, uh, so to speak, with... Um, with these holidays, you know, so like think of, think about the holidays. Who is really um, gaining anything out of a so-called uh, holy day, whether like you know New Year's, Valentine's, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, Easter, you know, who and Sunday, even Sunday worship every Sunday, but who's getting anything out of it? you know the powers that be, basically. What happens that what what we do Easter? We go shopping. We go get new dresses and my like my friend said twelve piece suits. You know, I was like, well, twelve piece suits. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we we go get these uh, ruffle socks and make sure our, our our little daughters are dressed in the, the prettiest pink, purple, yellow, green dresses and everything, and you know, make sure our sons have the blue. Purple, white, fine, you know. And if I ain't have money to get Christmas, I've got, I got the money to get the Easter suit to go to, go to church on Sunday, you know. And that Easter Sunday, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But we spend money, you know what I'm saying. So the powers of be are the ones who are are gaining something outside of this. Uh, these holidays, you know what I'm saying? Because on Valentine's Day, what we do? We go get chocolate. We go get cards. You know, on Thanksgiving, what do we do? We get big meals. We watch a Super Bowl, bet on it. You know what I'm saying? Well, not Super Bowl. Some kind of games that come on basketball and football. So, Halloween, candy, you know, Christmas, same thing, gifts. You know what I'm saying? So, we are participating with um, these days and in accordance to uh, reactive mind, we are being controlled and manipulated to spend a dollar that don't exist in the first place to create power and wealth for those that are in seats of power and keep that perpetual door open of control as well as um, uh, of them usurping our power by way of our attention. You know, and, and remember, you know, like they said before, uh, 
our mind is our wallet, you know, and our, and our attention is our money. So we need to watch what we're paying attention to. You know, so every time we dip into or someone dips into our mind and takes our attention, they're taking some, one of the, the most valuable aspect of our life, a tin shine. A tin, again, is, uh, you know, atinara. Tin meaning spirit or life. Going back to ankh, the ankh. Shin meaning spirit as well as um, cycle of divinity or the, or the infinite cycle. So that, that life cycle, attention. So when our spirit of life, with our life cycle is being obstructed or blocked by way of, you know, the teacher saying pay attention and putting the finger or his finger at the chalkboard and telling us to watch it, it's blank slate and erase our mind or, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, brainwashing from the age of five all the way through so-called uh, school, high school or low school or hell, shahil, shahol, school, then what happens is the reality that we are participating with, you know, and, you know, this is the deliberate dumbing down of the world in general, not America alone. Sense, but deliberate, deliberate dumbing down of the world, you know, blocks the access of our mental intuity and elasticity. Don't allow us to initiate the stretching of the mind. You know what I mean? So now, you know, this is some of the littlest stuff that we do, like participate with these holidays, so-called holy days, even in the Sense of doing it on a um, a more holistic measure. I mean, we do what we do. Do what you got to do. Do it, do it and do it well. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, no. Sometimes don't do nothing. So I'm well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give away one more tip and trick. This is one of the tricks, you know, to change magic or not or whatnot. You know, you look at magic in different ways, but. Um, one way to look at magic is is the art of making um, change in reality by will and imagination. So when we can make active change by using any type of technique or, or by consciously using our perception, it can change. It can um, alter our reality, you know what I'm saying? And that's by way of spiritual will, not just will power, but will spiritual will and by way of imagination. So this information can can give us that bridge that we can you know put us on that path to where we can change our reality by way of uh, what we call magic, but um, what, can, what we are doing in that process is bettering ourselves by not following suit some of the worldviews or some of the um, actions that everyone else is participating with at that set date as far as literature is concerned. 
sometimes, you know, when we think occur most times, I don't know my birthday. I don't even I don't tell nobody when my birthday is. I just walk away from it. I might do some few days afterwards, but in general, for the last few years, not mentioned four or five to someone a couple times, but you know, it's just getting caught up on what I perceive to be me gets in the way of me being truthful to myself. And I mean, when you're now yourself, you know that self ain't got nothing really to do with the lower sense perception of who personality or who I think I am in my personality. It has uh, it's subtle. Um, parts of that personality that we can can contribute or that will contribute to our growth process in in the now sense. Yet I don't want to live in the past with that personality because that's not in essence who I am. Real quick before I close out. Um, I mentioned that I, I was going through the process of, of I guess you say, of getting employed by one of the community colleges out here. Um, so that package was denied. I was denied employment at that uh, at that college due to past history. They did a criminal background check on me, and they found that I had some prior, some Fs, you know, some felonies or whatever. So they was like, we're sorry, Mr., you know, hello here, obey. You're not going to be able to be, you know, get hired by us due to your past history. We're sorry to say this, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, they, they acted like they really wanted me to come out there. They were overwhelmed, you know, with, all, with the information I'm bringing towards the table. I'm speaking to the administration. They're like, wow, this nigga knows some shit. I ain't never heard the word. You know, well, and, you know I'm talking about parasympathetic nervous system, sympathetic nervous system, autotonic nervous system, you know, pyramidal gland, pituitary gland, melatonin, serotonin, you know, all this good stuff, weight chi, Qigong, Tachi Tuan, showing them, you know, showing them stuff. And they're like, wow, we don't know none of this. This nigga, he knows his stuff. You know, but then they called me. It was, I could almost hear the, the, somber, the somberness in her voice when she told me. But this goes to say what I, what I mentioned, what it reflects on how, you know, certain things in my past and my personality that I, I grew with are not necessarily who I am. You know, that's something that that person did. You know, that's the that's the straw man or whatever. You know what I mean? You know, I copyrighted that dude. That dude's going to file, he's on paper or whatever, but that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I can't deny the fact that, yeah, I went through it, and I ain't going to say, no, really, I ain't going to be remorseful about it because if I didn't go for it, I wouldn't be the God that I am today. You know, so, so I give thanks to the ancestors who allow me to go through the experience of life to be able to see both sides of that bridge. And I ain't going to burn the bridge I came over on. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to look behind me to see how far I come. Give thanks. But, you know, the system ain't so lenient. You know what I mean? You know, I was telling myself for a while anyway when I said I want to give back to the community, I didn't really necessarily mean 
to uh, that side of community in in a whole. You know, I, I won't really. I, I won't get back to everybody. I ain't. I ain't you know, you know, I'm not biased. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> yeah, still the ancestors moving in certain ways. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes what we're thinking is bad is good, but all everything here is all good, but. In that same, all in all, what I'm saying is that we do not have to live in the past because the past is only there to show us what we went through to become who we are now. Yeah, I said it before. I'm not going to stay in the past, think about that, and I ain't going to be um, moving in the future, dwelling on that because then I'm going to be uh, displaced out of what's going on right now. You know what I'm saying? What's always happening right now is that moment, and that's the infinite moment, remember? So that infinite moment is always residing. It's always going on. And if, I, if I'm so caught up in yesterday, then what may need to be taken care of right at this moment, I might neglect. You know what I mean? I might not pick that piece of paper up, or I might not see um, that individuated through itself that may give some type of uh, um, elevation or upliftment to the reality that um, I myself is dealing with as well as others around. You know, because everyone is interconnected. We all are here in the same exchange of this internal infinite um, immortal hidden light of the intelligence. You know what I'm saying? That is the internal, that is the um, internal and external melanin, dark energy, dark matter, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's us and our exchange of that from, from high to low. You know? So, yeah. Giving our attention to uh, to those different rituals without having the metaphysical representation or the metaphysical language, you know, again, being um, the retransformation of words. You know what I'm saying? Words can have a very powerful effect on it. And again, remember, words are only metals put together, you know. So they're basically symbols. And within those symbols, symbols, you know, about Lord, them, spirit, you know spirit of the Lord, if I'm mistaken. So as these symbols are, are being formulated together into what we call words, they can have a direct access to our subconscious nature to where it can be manipulated or altered on a good way or somewhat what we call a negative way. You know what I'm saying? And how does it be noticed because we talk, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? So they deliberately confuse us with words. So it's good to study the words and break them down into another um of language. Language doesn't always have to be movement as well. 
you know, the first language was uh, the most primitive language was dealing with the art complex, reptilian brain, and the movement of the body, you know what I'm saying, or the way some snares, you know, that was in turn make the body move, which I raised the so, uh, you know, sometimes what we're listening to and going by or off of, we need to really pay attention, again, internally in our observation before we go out and participate with the information. Good quote. Some of the information that's being brought forth to the table in all aspects of reality, ultimate and, you know, what we have to gain reality, can be viewed in different ways. We need to discern between those um, those means and measures, and then you know, in our discernment, we dissect and not, and we don't become so um, much as you know dictated by the information. You know, what I'm saying. Remember, none of this stuff is here for us to say this is it. Ain't no other way. That man said it this way. That woman said it this way. This way it got to be. That, you know, as Dr. Eileen taught me and others that he has spoken to, it's your soapbox. You know what I'm saying? Stand on your soapbox. Do what you got. You know what I mean? That's why I get thanks for that book because he showed me a different way of going about being who you are truthfully. You don't got to be up under, you shouldn't be up under um, our teachers that in that manner because then you won't become your own. You're going to become the person you're around. You know how you know how it is when you're around somebody a long period of time? He's like a man and woman that's married. They, they tend to start acting like, looking like, <laughs> being like each other. So it's the same, same way with everything else. If I'm around someone like that, that I look up to, then I'm going to eventually start um, speaking like them, teaching, teaching like them, whatnot. And in, 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 in turn, it would not be um, 100% of, not, of, of self. You know what I'm saying? We take on certain qualities as well as information, but we need to um, when we take it on, we put it into the web of our own creation, and then in turn we build and can, you know, disseminate the information from there. You know what I'm saying? You know, and that that's how you know, you know, brothers and sisters out here. You know, it's some good brothers and sisters out here. Some of them looking for somebody to tell what. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. I, I mean, I, I'm a. I, I, I like to teach and stuff, and but I ain't looking for nobody to be no daddy to. You know what I'm saying? And hold their hand while they walk across the street. You know all the stuff that we come to the table with. Basically, I ain't. I, you know, I'm trying not to buy a but Basically, it's for y'all to go out there and do it yourself. You know, so this can take home. Information, you know what I'm saying? I didn't really go over any meditation things, but, you know, when we're doing the meditation, guys, I mean, I, you can get meditation off the internet and basically just sit still and breathe, you know what I mean? Mindfulness. 
ain't got to go through no whole exercise or nothing like that. Just, you know, get those counts where you feel comfortable with them and build up the quality of your chi or come to me to find the energy or whatever. Get that get it going properly internally so that your external reality has that interconnection between because there's an interface that's going on at all times of all realities. You know what I'm saying? It's permeating all things in existence. You know, so these overtones are always right there. It's infinite. It ain't going nowhere. So right under our nose, like I always say, you know what I'm saying, the main thing that we are neglecting has always been there right under our nose, and that's the breath. That's the intelligence. You know what I'm saying? You know, we get caught up on extraterrestrials flying around in spaceships. We get caught up on government manipulation. We get caught up on relationships with our you know, significant others. We get caught up on friends and, and what's, what I'm going to eat next week, you know what I'm saying? And all in all, we forget and neglect. Well, at times, we, we, we don't even comprehend the importance of the breath, you know, and just being relaxed in the breath or in that moment. Because that moment, is, is, there's a breath, you know, with every thought, there's a breath attached, whatever breath that the thought attached and it's going straight into the cells. So if I'm so called upon next week's dinner plan, I'm not focusing on my deep conscious breathing, just relaxing the moment and when that day comes, you know, I'm gonna move naturally with it. I you know, I went from there to there <laughs> as far as the rituals and uh myth. I hope that and, yeah, I know, you know, some of the information that we spoke on tonight may have not been connected to exactly all of Easter, Esther, and uh, Ishtar, or Easter. Yeah, it, it did. Uh, in, in most most reflect, you know, if I didn't play it back, I don't know. It's all good because... Uh, even what I'm about to play right now, I'm going to uh, and give thanks to Anonymous. If anyone has questions, um, please be free to chime in. I just took a sip of this watermelon, watermelon uh, drink I made earlier. I had to have my ants for the day, my feeling of uh, black ants. You know, I'm still on them black ants. Give thanks. <clears throat> Things will be all right. But um, before we fade out, play uh, a replay, something that I, I um, put out there a couple of days ago on Black Holes. You know, Black Hole, big circle in space, big edge, or Happy um, Easter. You know what I'm saying? Easter again, I star, the great star, happy water, so the water, the great star. I. Number 25, black holes affect time. Just as a clock runs a bit slower closer to sea level than up on a space station, Clocks would run really slow near black holes. It all has to do with gravity. Number 24. 
they can be infinitely big, or so some theories state. But without a doubt, when it comes to something of this nature, there are scientists on both sides of the fence. Number 23. The nearest black hole to Earth is 1,600 light years away. Our galaxy is covered in black holes, but the one most likely to destroy our measly planet is still well beyond our solar system's borders. Number 22. Stay away from the event horizon. The event horizon, as it's called in physics, is the border of the black hole. It's the point of no return. Before that point, you can still escape. After that point, not a chance. Number 21. There's a massive black hole at the center of the Milky Way galaxy. It's 30,000 light years away and is over 30 million times as massive as our sun. Number 20. Black holes eventually evaporate. Although common knowledge states that nothing can escape a black hole, at least one thing does. Radiation. According to some scientists, as black holes emit radiation, they're losing mass. This process has the potential to eventually kill the black hole. Number 19. Black holes are not infinitely small. At some point, the collapsing core of a black hole becomes even smaller than an atom or an electron, and eventually it reaches its Planck length, a quantum size limit that makes it barely measurable. Number 18. Black holes are not funnel-shaped. In most textbooks, you'll probably see black holes that look like funnels. This is because they're being illustrated from the perspective of gravity wells. In reality, they're probably more spherical than anything. Number 17. Black holes spin. When the core of a star collapses, the star rotates faster and faster and becomes smaller and smaller. When it reaches the point where it doesn't have enough mass to become a black hole, it gets squeezed together to form a neutron star and continues to spin rapidly. The same applies to black holes. Even when the black hole shrinks to its Planck length, it continues to spin rapidly. Number 16. Things get weird when they get near a black hole. Black holes have the capacity to distort space itself, and as they continue to spin, that distortion gets just as distorted. It's an infinite regression of distortions. Number 15. Getting near a black hole can kill you in horrible ways. Although it seems obvious that a black hole is incompatible with life, most people think they would just get crushed. This isn't necessarily the case. You would most likely get stretched to death because whatever part of your body reaches the event horizon first will experience significantly more gravity. Number 14. Black holes aren't always black. Although they're known for their blackness, as we said earlier, they actually do emit electromagnetic radiation. Number 13. Black holes aren't necessarily only destructive. Of course, in most circumstances, they probably would be, but there have been numerous theories, studies, and suggestions put forth that black holes can actually be harnessed for things like power and space travel. Number 12. Black holes can get really big. Although we just talked about how small they are, black holes get larger and larger as they collide with other black holes, allowing their size to increase with every collision. Number 11. There are different kinds of black holes. Modern astronomers have shown that black holes actually come in different variations. There's spinning black holes, electrical black holes, and spinning electrical black holes. The type of black hole depends on the amount of energy it puts out when it distorts space. Number 10. It was not Albert Einstein that discovered black holes. Albert Einstein only revived the theory of black holes in 1916. Long before that, in 1783, a scientist named John Mitchell actually developed the theory after he wondered whether a gravitational force could be so strong that even light particles couldn't escape. Number 9. Black holes can be very dense. To have enough gravity to pull even light into itself, a black hole has to contain an incredible amount of mass in an extremely small space. This means that black holes must have a mass of about 10 to 30 billion times that of the sun. Number 8. Black holes are noisy. Okay, although the vacuum of space doesn't really allow for sound waves, if you listened with special instruments, you would hear a staticky sound. When a black hole pulls something in, its event horizon supercharges the speed of particles close to the speed of light, 
which produces this sound. Number seven, nothing can escape the pull of a black hole. Okay, that sounds obvious by this point, but we would like to introduce the caveat, unless it can move faster than the speed of light. Number six, black holes might create elements that make life possible. Researchers say that black holes create elements as they break down matter into subatomic particles. These particles have the ability to create elements heavier than helium, such as iron and carbon, as well as many others that are essential to the formation of life. Number five, white holes. Black holes are best known for sucking up everything that gets near their event horizons. Once mass gets into a black hole, it gets squashed so hard that its individual components become compressed and eventually break down into subatomic particles. Some scientists theorize that the matter is then ejected in a phenomenon known as a white hole. Number four, any matter can become a black hole. Technically speaking, stars aren't the only things that can become black holes. If your car keys were shrunk down to an infinitesimally small point and still retained all of their mass, their density would reach astronomical levels, which would make the force of their gravity ridiculously strong. Number three, the laws of physics break down at the center of a black hole. According to theories, matter within a black hole is crushed to infinite density, and space and time cease to exist. When this happens, the law of physics break down because it's not really humanly possible to conceive of anything with zero volume and an infinite density. Number two, there is no tunnel at the center of a black hole. As we said earlier, contrary to popular belief that there's a tunnel in the middle of every black hole, all that exists at the center of a black hole is a massive amount of matter compressed infinitely. And number one, black holes determine the number of stars. According to some scientists, the number of stars in the universe is limited by the number of black holes. This is due to the way they affect gas clouds and element formation within the parts of the universe known to produce new stars.
maybe it, it may be even better this time, in the second time around. You know, sometimes I say, always better the second time around. I don't know. Maybe that. But at any rate, give thanks to the one tonight um, going into that three-day fast, no, well, that three-day no talking fast tomorrow and Thursday and Friday. <coughs> Thanks. Pray for me. Uh, it's going to be cool. You know, that seven days one last year was kind of rough. That's the first time I did it for that long. But, you know, it's going to be fun. Cool. I ain't complaining. Commend or complain, right? All right. Uh, you guys, you know, next week I, I should be here. If not, you'll know when you don't hear from me. But, all in all, always in there. Close out with a um, little something, something. This is um, what it is. All right. Peace, prosperity, protection, and good health.
Watch where you step I move stealthy, modern worker. Stroking with my left hand, while my right pull your horse hair. You wanna fight? Expect nothing, don't warfare. I eat gas, breathe fire, and explode her. I'm the red dragon in this golden lair. And it's the golden year. You cold in fear with frozen tears. I'm on the pier with Otis and Tupac, smoking L's and drinking ice cold beers. Black light lit, hammer fist clenched. My aim don't miss. Nah, my aim won't miss. Hammer fist clenched. Black light lit, hammer fist clenched. My aim won't miss. Uh-uh, my aim don't miss. Black light lit, hammer fist clenched. Black light lit, hammer fist clenched. My aim don't miss. Nah, my aim won't miss. Hammer fist clenched. Black light lit. My aim don't miss. Uh-uh, my aim don't miss. Hammer fist clinch, black light lit, hammer fist clinch. My aim won't miss, nah, my aim don't miss. Hammer fist clinch. Tuesday, 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 another 